When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding. I am Jared Weiss. Once again, I am joined by Keith Parrish with Dave Dufour producing the show. Keith, let's talk about some of the guys that we are excited to see them in a fresh start, a new opportunity, whether they've moved somewhere else, whether there's a new coach, whether there's just a new spot in the rotation, whether they're just not going to suck anymore. So where do you want to start with this? Uh, I want to highlight a guy who did not change teams. I mean, he changed teams last season, but I think this year might be a new opportunity for growth to rebuild his value, and that's Wendell Carter Jr. uh, with the Orlando Magic. We don't know what we're going to see from the Magic. They didn't do a ton this offseason outside of drafting Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner, but I think he could really rebuild his value league-wide where people see him as like a legitimate starter and a guy with upside. He kind of fell out of favor in Chicago, was traded away for Vucevic. But I think with the absence of other options in Orlando, this could be a big season for Window. I mean, we saw them just kind of try to run everything through him when he got to Orlando. It just seemed like they didn't really know what to do with him. So I am really excited to see what it looks like when you actually try to build an offensive system through him. But it seems like his biggest concern has been just like staying healthy and building up that rhythm, having enough time on the court to kind of figure out how to be an offensive player in the NBA. I think he also struggled with confidence and a lot of I feel like a lot of Bulls bloggers and writers were saying that maybe Jim Boylan kind of sapped that confidence from him by telling him, don't don't look at the basket, don't shoot. It felt like when he first got in the league, he had like a nice 18 foot jumper. And we assume the way the NBA goes now, those big stretch that 18 foot jumper out to the three point line. Maybe this season we'll see more of that. Maybe like the, they'll have the freedom as a young and growing team and probably not a very good team to, again, maybe rediscover that confidence and and start becoming like maybe an 18 point per game score maybe that's too much but i still think like this guy has has shown a lot of value in his career and i think a fresh start you know it's not it's sort of a new team but it's like an you got a new coach a new situation and i think it's a chance for Wendell to really blossom and also maybe a team that can run pick and roll and like not have them just like posting up and crap like that i mean they got markel fultz hopefully will be back and healthy at some point this year Jalen Suggs is probably going to be ready for the NBA, whether or not he's great yet, who knows, but I mean, he's a really exciting player for sure. Um, and uh, they drafted Franz Wagner as well, who we is either six foot eight or six eleven. who knows? We'll find out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Orlando is probably going to not be fun to watch and that can be pretty, but they're going to be really interesting and they could be good somewhere down the line. I forgot Jonathan Isaac, of course, will be hopefully returning as well. So hopefully, I mean, that that team can get a lot more loaded with talent very quickly, at least. Um, let's take a look at Chicago. Chicago, they have Zach Levine, who has been there, has been getting good. And then the question is, can he be the lead guy on a postseason team? And they got a lot of guys around him now to make that potentially happen. Before we even talk about Lonzo Ball, I just want to talk about Zach Levine. Do you think he's going to hit that next level and become like a real superstar? 
Yeah, I like how I like how we're talking about both those guys together. You don't think of like a you know Lonzo Ball. It is a new place for him. Zach Levine. It's the same team he, he's always been on. You know for a long time. But I do think it's a new situation. You have more talent on that team. I think it's the opportunity for Zach Levine specifically to kind of raise. I don't know what you want to call it, like raise his awareness and his league wide, the way people feel about him to not just like a gunner on a bad team. He has the opportunity to put together something special. It's going to be hard for the Bulls in a very loaded Eastern Conference, you know, to even finish in like the top four or five. But I think they have a chance and they have a chance with the offense of DeRozan and Vucevic and with Levine now having some more talented teammates. Maybe he wanted to do so much. Maybe we see those turnovers come down a little bit. And if he keeps putting up the efficient scoring he's been putting up, I mean, I know Levine defenders will point out like his stats are on par, if not better than Devin Booker's and Devin Booker made it to the finals with Chris Paul by his side. I don't know if Levine has the same quality of teammates, but this is a chance I think for him to kind of shed the image of a guy who's been doing it on bad teams to one who, you know, does it on a team that makes the playoffs. And he's also on a better team with offensive weapons where he doesn't have to take as many bad shots can create better looks just like doesn't have to shoot at every damn possession. So, I mean, that always just makes a huge, What's impact wild on the is, you know, his efficiency is so good and we still feel like he takes some bad shots. Like his numbers are unreal. Like, like as far as shooting percentages, three point percentage, two point percentage, like the guy could put the ball in the bucket and doing it in a winning situation. He has that opportunity. I think it's a great chance for a fresh start. The other guy you mentioned Lonzo ball, you know, he had what felt like a perfect setup in New Orleans, throwing lobs to Zion Williamson. For whatever reason, that didn't work out. I think seeing him in a new situation is going to be incredibly intriguing, incredibly interesting. The mesh of him and Levine and DeRozan, I think it works. I guess there's a chance it is a train wreck, but like I believe personally right now, and I think this fresh start with Lonzo Ball could again be like something really exciting and Chicago could have a, a very exciting team. I mean, Lonzo is mostly going to be running pick and roll and being on ball, I assume, in Chicago. And he did plenty of that in New Orleans, but you didn't feel like he was the primary initiator necessarily. Do you think that changes at all in Chicago? I, you know, I don't know. I think if I were running the squad, I might even prioritize DeMar DeRozan being like the main distributor facilitator because like I don't love Lonzo ball in the pick and roll. I think, you know, fast break transition. Um, that is more of his strength. He's not beating the guys off the dribble all the time. I just think they have a lot of opportunities with a lot of guys who can dribble, be secondary creators, that Lonzo, I trust him to be able just to mesh and gel with the other players. So I I'm not as sure how much of like what is the actual breakdown of like per play, who's going to be doing the most. But I think all together as a tandem, the fit might work really well. Okay, let's stay with guards. Spencer Dinwiddie, he's finally free. He's in Washington now. He replaced with Russell Westbrook. And as, he's, as far as he's concerned, it's a big two with him and Brad Beal. Yeah, you finally see Spencer Dinwiddie getting the opportunity to, you know, have his own role as a starting point guard with no one he's competing with, no one he's looking over his shoulder for. And he's playing alongside an all-star guy in Bradley Beal, a 30-point-per-game score. And that fit can be, you know, I think very nice for the Wizards, a team much like the Bulls, that probably is going to find themselves fighting for one of those last playoff spots. But I still feel like Spencer coming off of injury has the chance to really establish himself as maybe a big name point guard in the NBA. 
do you think that there's more room for him to grow at this point of his career? I feel like he kind of hit that peak a couple years ago with Brooklyn and he wasn't necessarily relying on his burst or his, his athleticism, but I mean, he is kind of in the middle of his prime coming off of a knee surgery where even though he's probably pretty far along in his rehab relative to most people that had knee surgery, you know, it's still coming off of a knee surgery surgery nonetheless. Right. I don't know if his counting stats will match up what his peak was on the nets. I want to say he averaged like 18 points per game uh, when he was there. I think, though, he, he can if he can just run the team. And I know one of his strengths is getting to the line. And if he can do that to kind of help this team out when everything bogs down, when they're stuck in a half court situation, that that will be a, a very successful attack for the Wizards and can get them to win. So, like, maybe you're right. Maybe he's kind of maxed out what we'll see from him as far as, like, a points-per-game, assists-per-game thing. But I think just if he can if he can be there available nightly, that we'll see, like, someone who's really benefiting from being in, in this new spot. All right, we got four minutes left. Who else do you want to go through? I want to hit, like, a, a deeper cut, a guy in a new situation who has the opportunity to be a crux of, 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 of a team that has a lot of hopes. And that is Otto Porter Jr. going to the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors need Otto Porter Jr. to recapture some of that old magic that he's had. Otto has been dealing with injury. Like, that's the story with Otto Porter Jr. I mean, some have said, like, he's got a hip thing and maybe it's degenerative. But, like, if he can put together a healthy stretch, this is absolutely the player the Warriors need. We know Steph Curry's one of the best players in the NBA. We're expecting Klay Thompson to regain his old form. We know Draymond Green is great. But beyond that, they need some help. And Otto Porter Jr. has this chance to be the guy they need, like a big wing, a defender on the perimeter, and a knockdown shooter. And if he can just stay healthy, I think this new situation for him could be huge. Like, it would be a great story we did on a previous episode talking about most improved players. He has a chance if he just blows up and is healthy, if he starts being like that Trevor Ariza type guy, a 15 point per game scorer who's a solid defender, you know, like I think it's a big opportunity for Otto Porter Jr. If he's and if he's not good, the flip side of that is the Warriors are, are gonna are gonna be very, I think, shallow as far as their depth. But I like do you think he has the chance, you know, to to take advantage of this new spot? If he plays because he has played, uh, can't add it up on, off the top of my head, but like around 80 games in the last like five seasons. It's so crazy. It's rough. Four seasons. It's, cra- it's crazy to think. But he is, I, I just feel like he's the kind of guy that you can have in space at the corner and the ball doesn't die when it gets to him. He's, re- he's yeah. really good at either shooting it, driving baseline, or moving it back out of there. And the whole thing with the Warriors is they really need to recapture that magic of that constant ebb and flow of their offense where the ball can get to different weird spots of the court and it can still get back out of there. And they were missing that so much last year because, I mean, it made sense. They didn't have a lot of, I guess, escape valves for the play. It had to kind of get back to Steph uh, basically most of the time. And he is the right guy, I think, to fit in with them if he can move, obviously. And what's good is while he's been on the floor in Chicago, and I mean, I didn't really, I didn't see him play at all in Orlando, but when he was on the floor in Chicago, he was still shooting the ball well, still looked pretty fine, looked like he had improved his off-the-dribble skills. So it's like we, we know that he's probably continued to improve his game over these years where he's been hurt, and he's still only, I think, 28, right? Like he's still surprisingly young and early into his career. He's at the point of his career where he can just stay healthy and really have that big year, the kind of year that I think they were hoping for uh, from Kelly Oubre, who was hurt most of the season and was just shooting so poorly half the time. 
Right. I think he can be better than Ubre. And it's just a guy, like you said, it's all about injury. He's he's never not been able to knock down his three pointers. And if he could put together a healthy stretch for this Warriors team, it, it, it's just a it's just a big breakout opportunity and a good spot for a guy to kind of, I don't know, a fresh start to really put his career kind of back together. Um, I want to go to another guy who I think has a chance to rebuild his value some and have a nice bounce back. And it's kind of a homer pick. It's Steven Adams coming to the Memphis Grizzlies. Steven Adams looked like maybe the tread came off the tire a bit on the Pelicans last year. I'm optimistic. I think pairing him back up with an elite point guard, we're going to see a fresher, better Steven Adams. We're going to see closer to the Steven Adams we saw playing alongside Chris Paul in Oklahoma City, alongside Russell Westbrook. I think not the Pelicans not having like a true pick-and-roll creator. Sorry, Lonzo Ball. Like That might have contributed to how out of sorts he looked at times. And I don't know if the Grizzlies are going to depend on him for big minutes, but I do think every minute he plays with John Morant is going to be a breath of fresh air for him. Just feel like everybody that got out of New Orleans is going to benefit from getting out of that situation from last year. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, having someone who just can explode downhill and he just kind of has the roll and be smart with his rolling, that is kind of what Adams does really well, besides obviously just pounding the glass as much as possible. So it seems like a great fit. And uh, this has been a great fit of a podcast. We're going to have to end it here. So thank you to Keith. Thank you to Dave. Don't forget to subscribe to the Athletic MBA podcast wherever podcasts are sold. Keith, let's get out of here. Ding, ding. Did you need a ding, ding? Ding, ding. <laughs>